0: Welcome to Ghostwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Corinne Prevost. Hope you guys are all doing okay in quarantine. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on over here. All right. Um, I think I've done like most of Pinterest with my son. You name it. We have freaking made it over here. It is an arts and crafts hellscape. Uh, Luckily, we live in Laguna Beach and it's beautiful weather here. So we can at least go outside, go in the, we have a very small backyard, go in the backyard, do all that. Honestly, I am like the perfect candidate to lay on the couch all day and watch television and eat snacks. And that is what I thought quarantine was going to look like in the beginning. But I guess I just forgot that I had a kid when I was having these, these, uh, delusions about quarantine and it's actually way more work, but you know what? We have food. We're indoors. We're good to go. I'm not going to complain. Um, I just started watching. Oh my god, so many new good shows that I've discovered though. Black AF on Netflix, which I love. Um, we just started watching Mindy Kaling's new show, Never Have I Ever, which is really cute. It's actually narrated by John McEnroe with McEnroe, which is crazy. Which that it all goes back to Housewives, right? Because on the last episode of Real Housewives of New York. What was just a throwaway line for Sonia was that she used to date John McEnroe and he McEnroe, I can't say it. Ah! And he used to get in the hot tub with his underwear on. See, this is what's so great about New York is that you have to actually watch these episodes two or three times because there are so many gems and jewels throughout and any other franchise, they would be focused on that and the producers would be interviewing you about that but it's just all part of Sonia's colorful past. And I've said this a million times, and I don't know why she isn't doing this, but we need a book from Sonia. Like, don't you guys want to know everything about Sonia's past? I want to, like, start from the beginning when you were, prior to being an international lifestyle brand, start from the beginning when, where she was born. I want to know how she grew up. I want to know how she got into... You know the restaurant business i want to know everything about being married to a morgan i want it she said diddy used to come on her yacht where is that story that's a chapter right there diddy's on my yacht i want to hear all about that so i don't know you know it seems like her clothing line is still alive and well which is great and then a lot of other projects seem to have been abandoned or you know when you ask her about them she just talks you in circles Which, by the way, that is such an amazing skill that my son has and also Dorit has is that you can just question them and question them and you'll end up more confused than before you even started. I mean, when Dorit and PK were being questioned by producers, I was more confused. He was just kind of like spitting out random sound bites. Like at one point I had a business that was, he never said he was a billionaire, but something like that was about to make a billion dollars, which what does that even mean, right? Like, is that a projection? And they and then the House is only in Dorit's name, which she got really defensive about. So my thought on that, based on absolutely nothing, is that maybe it's because there is more um, lawsuits or legal troubles that might be coming down the pipeline for PK, so in the event that you know, something else or another lawsuit does come around, then at least they can't come after their assets or they come after their home because the home will be in her name and not in his name. So maybe legally it would not be on the table to try to, you know, uh, repossess the home to pay off his debts. So I don't know if that is true or not, or the other option I guess could be that his credit is shot to hell. I'm not sure, but I found that really, um, interesting. Okay, I just went off on a major tangent. So the book that I want to cover today is a book that I've had forever. Bought it, of course, used on Amazon. It's Renovation by Lisa Rinna. So this book has like clip art on it. The actual style and look of this book had me thinking, huh, this must be from like 1988, 1989, before the printers could like print things clearly on books. I mean, I don't even know. And just everything about this book just feels... Late 80s, early 90s. So it's actually from 2009, which I found very shocking. So, all right, guys. I think one thing that a lot of people have in common right now is we're all eating more than usual because we're all just sitting around our houses. We can't go out. Our gyms are closed. Here in Laguna and a lot of places in California, all the hiking trails are closed. I mean, it's really becoming difficult to get any kind of exercise. And I mean, I only, I live in a very small home and I, I can only walk around it so many times. So why don't we get some hot diet tips from Lisa Rena? Okay. So the foods Lisa stays away from sugar, rice, and flour. All right. She loves the blood type diet. This is like on my to-do list is to find out my blood type and my family's blood type. I know we have it here somewhere, but I feel like that's important information, especially during a pandemic. And I've always wanted to read that book. I've heard great things about the blood type diet from different people. And I feel like it kind of, I don't know, fell out of fashion, right? Because there's always like the the hot new diet. And she says her friends use this diet called BBDO. And the B is bread, no bread. The second B is booze, no booze. And D is for dessert, no dessert. And O is for off comes the weight. Dude, dessert and booze have been like the staples of my diet so far on the quarantine. And she used to have all her zone meals delivered because as she says, she doesn't cook and just wanted to keep it super simple. And I wonder, is anyone on the zone anymore? Or is that like in the diet graveyard? If, I remember when that was like the big Hollywood diet back when I used to read Us Weekly religiously. Couldn't just, you know, look on your phone. And the zone always makes me think of Jennifer Aniston because I feel like she was like the poster woman for that diet for some reason. All right. Renna's snacks are almonds, string cheese, apples with peanut butter, and cheddar cheese, even though I just don't see her eating half of that. And then according to Renna, these are the fab foods that make you look and feel great. Berries, yogurt, whole grain spinach, beans, eggs, asparagus, broccoli, nuts, and seeds. She says when you wake up, the first thing you should do is have lemon water. I know this has to be true because I've read it so many places, but I just can't do it. I need to have a coffee, either a little cappuccino with almond milk or an iced coffee, one or the other. I can't do it. My, one of my favorite iced coffees, besides, when I don't do my iced coffee on um, the Nespresso, is I love the Kirkland cold brew cans. I went to a girlfriend's bachelorette party in Palm Springs, and they had two cases of those, and now, I mean... I'm addicted. Love them. You that, That'll wake your ass up, that Kirkland cold brew and the silver cam. Okay, so what does Rina have a sweet tooth for? Tollhouse cookie dough, cake, Harry's blueberry pie, and red velvet cupcakes. Speaking of which, I got a shipment today, a gift from a friend that is from... From New Jersey, and it's basically cookie dough, but it's also Play Doh. So, first you give it to your kids, and they can play with it and they can shape it into anything they want. And it comes in all these different flavors. And then you bake it, and like you can bake, you know, I don't know, a snowman or whatever shape you want to make. But obviously, I think it has to lay flat uh, on the pan. But, um, and it's had all these signs all over it like, don't stick your hands in the dry ice because it'll burn you, it'll burn you, it'll burn you. And guess what I did? Burned my hand on the dry ice. I just thought, I don't know. I just thought it. I wasn't in the dry ice. I just it was just left over on the cookies. Ugh, anyway, okay. So when Rita wants to do a fast, she does one to three days just of like cleansing drinks and smoothies, like the uh, Master Cleanse. She also takes Star Caps, a diet pill by Nikki Haskell. And I was like, huh, that feels very like early two thousands. Right. Um, so I went and looked up these diet pills by Nikki Haskell, who is touted as a nutritionist of the stars. And the reviews on those pills are terrible. And, um, they say they just do not work. So I don't even think that that's something they make anymore. working out. Has any of you been working out? I mean, Everyone, I don't want to do a workout video, so please don't invite me to a virtual workout. Don't send me them. Don't tell me there's great yoga on YouTube. I'm not interested. I'm interested in sitting down right now. I have been like doing my books on Audible and walking, but I don't know. It's just too much with everyone. Everyone, you know, what are they saying now? Everyone's a fitness instructor or a um, chef now. That's like the two jobs of the apocalypse. So I didn't realize that Rena and Harry both did Dancing with the Stars, and her partner with this was Louis, Louis Van Amstel, and they started a class called Cardio Ballroom in LA, which I had no idea about. And so all those like cuts that she puts sometimes of like her old um, workout videos, I guess, are these, and they're Dance Body Beautiful, Jive, Jump Ballroom, and Hip Hop Ballroom, which I will that I will check out. And t- she says the key to long, lean muscles is two to three pound weights. I did actually brush the cobwebs off my weights and I brought them inside and I even used them two days, guys. So who knows? You know what I like too that I used to always do is I had those wrist weights and the ankle weight. You could just wear those around your house and you just forget they're on after a while. And then when you take them off, you feel like life is so easy or light as a feather. Okay, let's get to one of my favorite parts of the book, beauty. So Rinna says she's always had bad skin and had to go on Accutane for her skin. And she doesn't say this straight out, but she alludes to the very famous La Mer skin cream not being worth the hefty $250. And she recommends Glyderm Lotion Light, which is only $33 on Amazon. And yes, I ordered it, so we'll see. I've never used the La Mer skin cream before. But I did use La Prairie because I got it for free back when I used to work when I was in New York. And I got it like in a gift bag, I think, for some kind of um, some event I went to. Anyway, and I thought it was okay. I didn't think that La Prairie was like that great, especially not if you are prone to breakouts, which I am. Okay. She says you should do face masks twice a week, which... I have not done one face mask this entire quarantine, and I have a million that I can be doing. You should get Botox every four months, which I have yet to get Botox, but I'm 39. I think it's going to be time very soon. And then, um, okay, so here's a story of her lips, which I found really interesting because there's so many weird versions of it out there. Okay, so in her 20s, she saw the movie Beaches and became obsessed with Barbara Hershey's luscious lips. By the way, my favorite movie of all time is Beaches. I love Bette Midler and I just love that movie. And if any of you and a lot of you do live in Southern California, in Crystal Cove is actually where that part of that movie was filmed. The part at the end where Bette and Barbara lived together, and and Barbara's like, she's dying of cancer, I believe. And um, the house that they filmed in, or filmed at least the outside establishing shots, is in Crystal Cove. So if, when you go down the stairs, go all the way left so you can't go left anymore and you'll see the house and it has all this memorabilia from the movie inside of it, which is super cool. Okay, so, Rena says she always had a really full lower lip and a skinny upper lip. Oh my God, guys. <sighs> Me too. And I had read that Angelina Jolie got just her upper lip filled to make it more even with her bottom lip. So, on my 35th... No, 35th. My 30th birthday... I went to get some Botox, and the doctor wouldn't give me Botox because he said I didn't have wrinkles. So then I said, well, I want to get something done today. How about we do my lips? This is not how you should decide what fillers to get on a whim like this. And so he's like, all right, we'll do your lips. So I was like, let's just do the top lip. And we did it, and it was completely painless. It was a great doctor right by Bloomingdale's on 59th Street. I forget the name. Anyway, it looked so bad on me, and it just made me look like a completely – different person it's kind of crazy just how changing one tiny thing on your face can make you look so different so it, w- it wasn't the right move for me okay so back to more importantly to Rinna she had collagen injections but they only lasted three months so she decided to kick it up a notch and get silicone injections four treatments she had to get four treatments they were terribly painful and everything was going great she was loving her lips until scar tissue developed and the silicone hardened so now she gets cortisone shots in her lips to soften them up. And that's why she says people always say they're going up and down and, and all around. Back to skin. All the treatments that she loves are from Kate Somerville in LA. The Genesis laser treatment, the Cosmelan peel, and blue and red light treatments. I kind of feel like blue and red light treatments have gone out of fashion too. Like I don't really hear people getting those that much anymore. Okay, if you want to make your own face tightener, and I've yet to try this, but I can't wait to try it. If you want to make a face tightener at home while you're in quarantine, why not? What else do you have to do? Get some egg whites and beat them up to a froth. Put it all over your face. Let it dry on your face for 10 minutes, then rinse it off. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try it out maybe tomorrow, and we'll see if we can get this face a little tighter. Okay, lip plumper rub cinnamon on your lips and she says that works every time it'll plump your lips up okay oh my god that makes me think about the cinnamon challenge where people would just try to eat like a whole scoop of cinnamon and then they would just die coughing her favorite tanning products are Neutrogena sunless spray max Max bronze glitter self-tanner and then the tan towels I have never had luck with those tan towels they've never worked for me my all-time favorite tanning self-tanner for face Is by Dior they only make one for face but I cannot find it anywhere Sephora stopped carrying it and I don't know if they even make it anymore and so I found a new one called tan on Amazon and this it's just amazing so last week I gave my husband a haircut which actually looked pretty good and then I um, washed out his gray hair with some camo by Redken and then I gave him a tan I did a, you know, uh, put some self-tanner on him, and he said he was filling, like, a million dollars, and he was looking good. So that's that's how to do it. All right, and then for my body, my favorite are a new one. I This new brand I just found at Target is Tanologist. It has this big pump and comes out in a foam. It's just really easy to apply, and the results are immediate. Sometimes if you're feeling a little bit, you know, Like, your summer body is not ready, if you will. This is great to do before you go to the beach or out with um, pool, whatever. Also, L'Oreal's products are really great if you're looking for a less expensive body self-tanner. Her favorite toothpaste is Arm & Hammer Baking Soda Peroxide. She says that's great for whitening teeth. Um, I have to use a Sensodyne whitening over here. And then her makeup, and i got to look up all these colors. Okay, she loves MAC and NARS. So MAC Per Lip Gloss. NARS Ginger Concealer, NARS Barbarella Lipstick, NARS Orgasm Blush, which I love, Chanel Bronzer and Liquid Shimmer, and Guerlain Terracotta Bronzing Powder. And her fave hair product is When by Chaz Dean, which they're all friends with. And I know there's all, <laughs> there's all these reports that that stuff makes people go bald, <laughs> so I don't know. It seems that some people love it, some people are going bald um oh and she also loves the Kerastase I'm not sure if I'm saying any of this stuff right uh shampoo and conditioner and L'Oreal Elnett hairspray oh I love L'Oreal Elnett hairspray and one time I years ago I splurged on myself and I got the Kerastase conditioner from Paula Breck when I got my hair done there in New York and I have a lot of girlfriends that work there and I brought it to Puerto Rico with me on a trip and I had it in my beach bag because I was going to put it in my hair after we went to the beach or whatever. And somebody, while we were eating in a restaurant, someone came and broke into our Jeep and stole my bag and it just had the most valuable item in there was that conditioner, but they just stole everything and it was, it was a disaster. Okay. For fashion, Lisa's faves for fashion are her YSL leopard bag, her Ray-Ban aviators. She does love an aviator her silver leather Converse, her CNC black t-shirts, her Javiana's flip-flops, and her Levi's 501 bootcut jeans. Are, boot, are anyone still wearing bootcut or is bootcut done? My favorite denim brand frame is having a huge sample sale online. It feels like everyone's having a big sale now that no one's able to shop. And I was like, oh, amazing. So I went to go and buy the styles that I like to wear from them. And of course, none of those were on sale. It was all like bootcut and bell-bottom, so... I don't know if they're coming back in style, and I'm not aware of it, or if that's just shit nobody wants to buy, and that's why it's half off. Prior to Harry Hamlin, Lisa had only five lovers before him, and she took. This is oh my god. So the whole thing that prompted me to buy this book was when Erica Jane and Lisa Rinna are in Japan with. Lisa's daughters and one of her daughters, I forget which one, said, Oh mom, I learned how to give a blowjob from reading your book. And I was like, Wait, what book? And knowing Lisa, that was perfectly placed. She told her daughter to say that to boost book sales. I don't know, maybe not, but that would be my um my guess. So this is the deal. She took blowjob and handjob classes from Lou Paguette, and Lou learned all these amazing tips from her uh gay guy friend. So, Lou pulls out a bag of dildos at someone's house, sanitizes them in the dishwasher, and then everyone gets to go and pick one and attach it to a plate to stabilize it. Do dildos have, like, suction cups at the bottom? I'm not really understanding that. Okay. So, I looked up Lou just to see what the deal with her is and if she's still alive and well giving um, blowjob classes. And she wrote a book called How to Be a Great Lover that is $17 on Amazon. And here's a quote by Rena: I truly believe that knowing how to give a great hand job and an amazing blowjob are two very important things every woman should know. All right. Lou walked around like a yoga instructor and she corrected everyone's blowjob techniques. And just thinking about this now, just like putting your mouth on a dildo that she's brought around to God knows how many women's houses and how many women's mouths have been on there in the time of Corona just feels extra disgusting. And (laughs) when she got home after the class, Harry was eager to see what she had learned. Oh my God. I don't even know if I should get into these because they're just so insane, but of course I will. All right. So technique number one, the seal and the ring. Make the okay sign with your hand like, hey, everything's okay over here. These blowjobs are a-okay. And then you put the penis through the um, circle, like the O and OK, right? And then you squeeze while you blow them, I guess. All right. And Lou says, don't forget the stepchildren, AKA the testicles. I think this is too much for me. Don't forget to cover your teeth, also. Hot, hot tip in case anyone is out there chomping up, chomping up schlongs. All right. So she got a boob job to get her mojo back after she had her second daughter. And then the other technique that she learned from Lou was the basket technique. And this one, you clasp your hands together, intertwining your fingers, and then, um, you know, rub that basket up and down. All right. Parenting. Parenting tips from Rena. Not someone that I necessarily would think of first for parenting tips, but here we are. The no BS rule. Encourage your kids, but know their limits. If a kid loves to sing, but can't carry a tune, don't tell them they're the greatest. Okay, I think this is this is good advice, and I think it is true. But then I just think about her daughters, and there's no way they would be modeling on the level that they're modeling without having... Not even with just having Lisa Rinna as a mother. I think that's part of it. But I think just having the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like just Rinna being on that show. I think about like um, Cindy Crawford and all like the 90s supermodels and even these like genetically blessed, insanely gorgeous women. They had to like start in the Kmart catalog. They had to really work their way up. If you guys listen to the Mark Maron podcast, What the Fuck, he has Cindy Crawford on a long time ago, and that's a really, really great episode about just the whole path that Cindy Crawford took and how she started off and really how hard that she worked to get where she is. It's really a great episode. Okay, so obviously I just skipped around in this book and just kind of pulled out the few tidbits I thought were interesting. I mean, I don't highly recommend this book. I think it's cute. If you are a huge Rena fan, then you will enjoy this book. But honestly, a lot of it is so outdated. I mean, a lot of the products don't exist anymore. A lot of the techniques and things like, there's just a lot has happened since 2009. And it's kind of more of a how-to guide for your life with the general message just being how to look and feel your best, which whatever. It's fine. It's not like a page turner. As I said, I've had it for two years before I've finally gotten to it. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about Beverly Hills and sorry, I'm drinking my rosé over here and the new girls, right? So I've gone crazy trying to research Sutton, who I guess started off initially as a official Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, but then Had to be made a friend of, apparently, because her um, husband didn't want her kids to be filmed. So this is the information that I found on her. I think some of this uh, might have been mentioned on the show. And some of this uh, I may have heard on Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop, because she just interviewed Sutton. But hopefully it'll be new. Okay, so Sutton's a southern debutante from Augusta, Georgia. She claims that she doesn't use Botox, but I I don't know. She's a former ballet dancer. She has three kids, ages 12, 15, and 17. And she has won awards for hosting parties. And at her store, Sutton in West Hollywood, she sells clothes, art, and decor. Her ex-husband is the global head of credit research at PIMCO. And PIMCO is also where Gina from... Real Housewives of Orange County, her husband used to work until he got fired for, um, his domestic violence, uh, charge or domestic. Yeah. With Gina, they, okay. So they had asked Sutton to join before she separated from her husband in 2016, but she said it was never really the right time for her to join until now. And, and. And um, she met her husband at Davidson Fine Arts High School in Georgia. Her husband still works at Pimco in Newport Beach, which is right by where my husband, right by Fashion Island, where my husband works. And um, she has a Bel Air mansion and an estate in Augusta, Georgia, and a three-bedroom in New York City. She owns cats, um, and she collects a lot of art from different Georgia artists. Sutton loves karaoke. Oh, my God. So do I. the beginning of quarantine, I was singing so much karaoke. She, oh, I said this right. She was named a top party host along with Oprah and Michelle Obama. She's 49 years old. I was really wondering how old she was because you could tell me she's any age. I think Sutton could be anywhere from like 39 to 55. She's just one of those people that looks like she could be any possible age. And she has a boyfriend, which I think we got a glimpse of, at the opening party for her store, named Michael Mahoney. He's really cute, and she is five foot six, size eight shoe, <laughs> and her net worth is apparently two million dollars, according to the internet, which cannot be possible. What I'm I'm trying to figure out what's going on here with the money aspect of it, because um, I heard from a source at Bravo that she is one of the, not maybe not the wealthiest housewife that they've ever had but she is one of the wealthiest housewives and it just doesn't make sense like where did this money come from because working at PIMCO can be very lucrative but not like own baseball teams and I mean the way Lisa Reno was speaking was as if she's a billionaire so I don't know so hopefully we'll find out more about that and then um, I just did a little research on Garcelle Beauvoir. She's a former model best known for the Jamie Foxx show. I totally forgot about that show and I used to watch that show all the time when I was a kid and she has three children. I guess she has the older son who is having a baby soon and then she has her twin boys. She's had two marriages from 1991 to 2000. She was with Danielle Saunders and 2001 to 2011. She was with Mike Nylon. Her parents, um, I think uh, one was a nurse, one was a lawyer. She's one of seven kids. And when she moved to Massachusetts, she only spoke French and Creole. At 16 years old, she moved to Miami to pursue modeling. And then at 17, she went to NYC and signed with Ford Modeling Agency. And she was also in Playboy. So many Real Housewives of Beverly Hills have been in Playboy. In 2007, she was in Playboy. And she was starred in um, in 1994. She was in that show Models, Inc., which is another show that I completely forgot about. I feel like the 90s were all about models. That's back when Vanity Fair and Vogue, all the covers were always models. Now it's constantly actresses and singers and celebrities. But I remember growing up in the 90s just being obsessed with models. And she was on the Jamie Foxx show from 96 to 2001, and she also starred in an R. Kelly video, which I totally forgot about this video too, Download Nobody Has to Know. I wonder if R. Kelly was uh, a creep with her. Oh, God. Why? Okay, on, on Shaws of Sunset, why are we not talking to Zara about her relationship with R. Kelly? The fact that she dated R. Kelly for three years recently is just so... Bizarre to me. I have, like, 99,000 questions. I thought he was living with those girls that he supposedly had trapped in his home. Like, I I wonder if they were exclusive, if she was casually dating him. Like, she made it seem like they were in a full-blown three-year relationship. So I'm very, very curious. And she just seems so different from every other girl they've ever shown him to be around or uh, i don't know i'm fascinated by that maybe at the reunion if we even get a shaw's reunion andy cohen will hopefully ask her about that in 2008 garcelle started a children's jewelry line called petite bijou i feel i gotta look that up but i feel like one time um a long long ago season kyle was shopping for jewelry for one of her daughters and she was getting like hello kitty jewelry like really expensive crazy jewelry for a five-year-old which makes no sense to me and then in 2013 she wrote a children's book called I am mixed so I know her second husband was white I don't know about the first one but I think she wrote it uh, for her children for the twin boys who are indeed mixed um Okay, so some other shows that I've been watching on Netflix that I think are really good. I, think of it, I wonder if she signed some kind of NDA or some kind of gag order with the Morgan family that she's never allowed to discuss her time, you know, write a book, write a tell-all book, or write a book about her time in the marriage. Um, what else? Okay, New York is amazing. I'm absolutely loving it. We could stay in the Hamptons for for two more months. I'm having a great time with these gals in the Hamptons. I am loving it. I'm excited because it feels like finally Dorinda's alcoholism and anger and slurring are going to be somewhat addressed. Where every other season she was telling other people what's wrong with them, like Lou and Sonia. Where I felt like the biggest problem, the pr- person that has the worst alcohol abuse problem on the whole show is to me is Dorinda. And apparently she's no longer with John, which I think is a good thing. I read this article, or no, I saw something that said that she looks just like Carmella from Sopranos and John looks just like Tony Soprano, which I found to be really funny. But I've always been attracted to Tony Soprano and I have never, ever, ever, ever been attracted to John. I don't think anyone has, not even Dorinda from the Lux of it. Let's see, Shaw's, I think, is wrapping up. Um, I don't think this was a great season of Shaw's. It's it's had a lot of promise, but I don't know. It doesn't feel it just feels dark and mean spirited, and it doesn't have the lightness and humor that I feel like Shaw's usually gives us. Beverly Hills feels promising. It you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, but it feels like so much better than it's been and I think it's a good refresh with the cast and I think it's going to hopefully be better I just hope this entire season isn't about Denise because you we can't do a full season about any one thing it just it doesn't work it's not successful all right guys well thank you so much I hope you guys are staying healthy and staying inside and having an awesome quarantine and just trying to make the best of this difficult time. I'll see you next week. Bye.